So when we're talking about these objectives, when you set up a campaign, you pretty much have uh, like 10 objectives that you can pick from. Awareness, reach, traffic, engagement, uh, lead generation, messages, conversions. Facebook's audiences are so big that Facebook knows people that just watch videos and never click. They know people that just click and accidentally click. And they know people who are gonna click, come to a website and actually convert. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Carrot Cast podcast, the podcast with a funny name, but a big mission. We help thousands of real estate investors and agents grow rock solid mindsets, do better marketing so that you can build a business of freedom and impact. I'm your host, Trevor Mock. Let's dive into today's episode. What's up, y'all? We're coming at you with another series here. So one of the big pieces of, of uh, feedback and one of the things we're wanting to dive in with you, all the Carrot community, is helping you accelerate your path to getting more leads. And so we wrapped up an amazing series uh, on SEO and search engine optimization. You guys should go check that one out. If you have not uh, saw that one yet, go to carrot.com forward slash blog. Go check it out over there. Uh, or we'll put it in the notes below this on, on the YouTube video and wherever else you're watching this. So we have a series on SEO. Go find it. This one is going to be a Facebook ads. So at Carrot, one of the things that we teach is you always want to have quick ways to get leads while your long-term momentum is being built with your SEO or your evergreen marketing. And evergreen marketing is amazing. Uh, just like Keith Sant talked about on the last uh, series, and we talk about all the time, uh, after it takes 8, 10, 12 months to build up evergreen marketing with great content and search and optimization, uh, your momentum really picks up and leads are amazing. But what do you do in those first one, two, three, four, five, six plus months uh, to get leads coming in now? And then how do you add on top of your SEO to scale up even more? So this whole series is going to be on us on Facebook. I've got two amazing experts and guests that are going to be coming on during this series. First, I'm going to introduce you to here in a second. Then we're going to dive right into this episode number one of the Facebook series. But uh, I've got Mr. Chad Keller. Uh, from Motivated Leads on the on this series with me today and the next video with Chad as well. I'm going to break down the overall high level of this series and then we're going to dive straight into this one. So this, this first one that we're going to talk about, y'all, is the five biggest Facebook ad mistakes, how to get started in Facebook ads. Uh, what are some of those main things you got to do to get started if you're not running successful Facebook ads right now for motivated sellers, whether you're an investor or an agent. Uh, the next video... We're going to be talking about the actual nitty gritty of creating the ads. So, you know, what makes an effective Facebook ad? What, what copy should be on there? What words? What about pictures? You know, creative. We're going to talk about the things you need to do and show you the, the things you need to do to create successful Facebook ad campaigns in that next video. And then the third part of the series, there might be a fourth, uh, we're going to be talking about your ad budgets and all those types of things to optimize and scale those campaigns up even further. So I'm going to toss over to you, Chad. I want you to give a, a quick minute or two intro on who the heck are you? Uh, you know, what, what's, what's the experience that you have in Facebook? And then we're going to dive straight into interesting data and, and helping people avoid the common mistakes of getting their ad campaigns going. But uh, who are you and, and what's motivated leads? I am. And I appreciate you having me today. Um, so as, as you introduced me, I'm Chad. Um, I've been doing Facebook ad buying for, I want to say about since 10 years now, eight, 10 years, um, built and sold companies on the back of Facebook originally got started in, uh, e-commerce, um, ran a big agency, then working with fortune 500 companies, got into affiliate marketing. Uh, and I still do affiliate marketing where I'm gambling hundreds of thousands of dollars a month kind of on myself, uh, in return where we're just selling leads off and things like that. 
Um, but Facebook has like really changed my life since I, since I figured it out. Um, and then we've been, we've had the ability to help a ton of investors, a ton of just companies in general with Facebook since we've got started, um, fell into this, uh, my partner, Brian, who was on this as well uh, for the SEO side of things. Uh, we always both ran agencies in the past, uh, and then invested in real estate on the side. Brian was super in the real estate and I saw what he was doing. I was like, man, I want to get into this. How can I get into this? He's like, you know what? He's like, let's just partner up. He's like, let's, and I'll show you it. So got into that, started buying houses. I think we're at like 15, 20 houses, somewhere around there now. Um, and then we came together and started meeting other real estate investors that weren't driving leads online and asking them what they're doing. They were doing what, uh, Brian was doing eight years ago or so direct mail, um, bandit signs, all of that. And we were like, you know what, let's start setting up, uh, we're getting all of our leads from Facebook. Cause I'm bringing my experience, um, into Brian's life. And he's like, this is great. Like we're just getting these leads contacting us like every single day coming through, yeah. uh, started doing it without, with some other investors. Um, and now we're working with about 150 investors, um, nationwide and all different markets. And it's awesome to see how much it varies per market, uh, the different things that you can test. Um, but the main factor is that able to bring the experience of spending, I've spent millions of dollars a month on accounts. Yep. So able to take that national international experience um, and bring that down to the local level uh, is really like changing the game here and kind of giving us the ability to out strategize people. Dude. And one of the things uh, I'm doing a Google search really quick, pulling it up. Cause what I want to do is this video here, we're going to set the stage for how to think about Facebook and some of the main things to avoid. And we're going to dig in at a high level. Uh, but what I'm going to do really quick, I logged into the back end of one of their sites and you guys might ask, well, you know, why, 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 why are we going to say that you should do Facebook ads or why we are going to say that, Hey, Chad is going to be able to teach you how to do it. Well, well, I'm logged in there right now. And there's number one, they get dozens and dozens and dozens of seller leads every single month of this one carrot site that they have between Google paid ads, Facebook ads, and organic search. And one of the quickest ways that we found, especially what, what they're driving forward to get leads quick is through Facebook ads. We're probably going to do another series here soon on Google ads as well. So you've kind of got the trifecta. You've got the two quick, the quick lead uh, paid ad side of things, Facebook and Google, and then the long-term SEO one. And so guys, they drive a lot of leads, hundreds of leads uh, on a monthly basis, just through the, the assets that they uh, control. So dude, so we're going to go in at a, at a high level um, and any interesting data uh, th that would be that would kind of pertain to people watching this, why should they run Facebook ads versus do bandit signs or any other type of marketing? Uh, yeah. So if you look at it, um, how Facebook charges is on an impression basis. Mm -hmm. that means it basically means by like how many people you're showing your ads to. So the more you spend, the more reach that you can have, um, where you might post a bandit sign here and there, you can't really measure how many cars or how many people see that ad. Yeah. Um, versus on a, on a platform like Facebook, you can see down to the exact cent dollar that was spent. How much did it cost me to reach a thousand people? You'll hear CPMs. Um, and, and that varies so much per market, but it always outweighs the cost of a bandit sign. I mean, hmm. here in Pittsburgh, we have like a $8 CPM. So we're able to reach a thousand people for eight bucks. Um, if you're in a city like Salt Lake City right now, it's just a, a very competitive market you're at like $30 a CPM. Mm. It really varies, but um, just the ability to, to really control how many people you can reach and have the data back on that yeah. uh, just beats that traditional marketing. 
And dude, I, I know, I know this number is going to be really broad and you had already mentioned the big difference between Salt Lake and Pittsburgh in that example. But what, what are you guys seeing right now as far as a cost per lead range? And once again, it's going to really differ between how well that website's converting the market, all those kinds of things. But what can people expect if they follow the series and implement it well, or hire a company like you guys uh, for cost per lead for a good motivated seller lead? Yeah. So national average, what we see is about $75. Um, but that, as you said, that can vary so much uh, mm-hmm. based on competition narrative, based on the quality of your ads, uh, the strategies that you're using. Um, in Pittsburgh, we pay about $65 a lead. Um, people in Salt Lake, again, they're paying four or $500 a lead. LA yep. is like 20, Houston, like 80, Phoenix, like 90, mm-hmm. Florida, like 40. Um, so it's all, all, all over the board. It, yep. it really is. Um, but if you, you can beat the competition and do it the right way, um, if you follow some of the tips that we're doing today from a creative standpoint, especially, cool. uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, which we'll get into. I, I love it, man. So we're going to dive into the tactical stuff here really fast, guys. And uh, what should people do first, Chad, if they're looking to get going on Facebook ads? Uh, what should they do with their website to get things ready to go? So yeah, on your website, you need to make sure that you have a Facebook pixel installed. Uh, before you spend any money at all. There's so many YouTube videos and everything that you can Google just on a Facebook pixel. What is a Facebook pixel? How to install a Facebook pixel? Step-by-step processes on there. Um, but before you spend any dollars, you want to make sure that's on there because that tracks everyone that visits your site. Mm-hmm. And you can build custom audiences off of that. You can say, hey, I, I want to just target people that visit my site in the last seven days, 30 days, or engage with my page. That is all built off of your pixel. If you don't have that on there, you can't segment on audiences or anything like that. Dude. So they, they get the pixel set up. And now, uh, this is something that has, has kind of been, a, um, imp- impacted the last couple months anyway, with some of the tracking changes that have happened with iOS and, and other things, but now they do their targeting. So we're going to dig into targeting a little bit here, uh, in a little bit in the next video too, but, uh, how do people now target the right people? You know, are they blanketing a whole area or kind of what, what do you suggest people do with targeting? So you have to nowadays because of the iOS 14 update, um, you have to opt into what's called a housing category. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of people that come to us and they're like, I can't even run Facebook ads anymore. And mm-hmm. they don't realize that you have to pick one of the special ad categories. Again, just Google Facebook special ad categories. There's so much information on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to opt into the housing category. Uh, that allows you to push out um, ads around for getting sellers, um, getting buyers, whatever it may be. Um, that allows you to opt into that category. Um, so you got to make sure that you do that a hundred percent. Um, if, if you don't do that, you, you're at risk of getting your account banned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've seen so many horror stories around that. So that's really like, like step one before you're setting, like when you're going to set up these ads, that's what you want to make sure you do. Dude, that, that's a big deal. Cause it sounds like it's a simple thing to do, but most people probably have no that's, clue they're supposed to do that. So cool. So easy. They make you, they do make you submit your ID to Facebook and just scan it and make sure you're a real person and all that, because within yep. those special categories is politics, mm-hmm. um, housing and employment. Mm-hmm. So they gotta be safe around that, but it is such an easy step to do. And, uh, once you get your ad account banned, it's almost impossible to get it back nowadays. So okay. you gotta be super safe and make sure you do that. Cool. So they, they select their special interest category. And then now what, what do we do for targeting? Um, you know, how, how do people start to target the right people? And then we're going to talk about ad copy and retargeting and all that kind of stuff later, but uh, what type of targeting should we look for? So you need to think about, um, 
the the target audience here motivated sellers um what what are they going through in life what are some instances they're in like um in vegas for instance we have a client that uh hate to say it but you target like gambling uh gambling addiction all that um you gotta jump in you you gotta think in that person's mindset what's gonna get them and it's uh maybe it's remortgaging their house um loans uh credit card debt things like Mm -hmm. that but more than more important than even targeting nowadays is the creative. Uh, two, three years ago, targeting used to be able to scrape lists, upload things to Facebook. We get clients all the time that say, "Hey, I got this list of ten thousand people. Uh, can we upload that and target it?" Uh, that doesn't work anymore uh, on Facebook. You're strangling the logarithm and not letting it do its thing. Um, Facebook wants to be a consumer-focused platform, and what's the best way to do that? That is to focus on creative. So if you have really good creative and Facebook sees that, then you're making Facebook look really good. Yeah. So if you can make Facebook look really good, Facebook's going to make you do good. So you got to think like that. And then the creative itself is, is more important than the targeting nowadays. Dude, I'm so, I'm so excited on video too, to dive into creative big time. We're going to show examples y'all on, on the second video on actual ads on creative, how to stand out. Cause a lot of the ads I'll see today are all very basic. It's not, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be, but pretty much everyone's just taking a picture of an ugly house, which is good. Like that's not a bad ad and, and we'll probably have some creative like that, but we also want to show like what other things can you do to stand out, uh, that are, that are creative types of creative. So there's three to five big mistakes, um, that you, want to focus in here. We've got five. We'll see if we can get through all five. Might just be three. Um, the first one that you talked about is not having the pixel installed on the site. So we, we, we talked about that first. Number two is not understanding the goals of each campaign objective and how they're used. Let's talk about that one a little bit, Chad. What should people be doing around the goals of their campaign objective and how are they maybe setting them up wrong? So two and three are going to flow together here. Okay. Um, so, so three is talking about using lead forms versus the conversion objective. Okay. Uh, so when we're talking about these objectives, when you set up a campaign, you pretty much have uh, like 10 objectives that you can pick from awareness, reach, traffic, engagement, uh, lead generation, messages, conversions. Um, and a lot of people set up reach or brand awareness, or they just hit boost post mm. and they don't realize that that's just an engagement campaign, or that's just a video view campaign or an awareness campaign. Facebook's audiences are so big that Facebook knows people that just watch videos and never click. They know people that just click and accidentally click. And they know people who are going to click, come to a website and actually convert. Gotcha. So those objectives are very important on how you're using them. Um, you can use like a video view campaign after they came to your website mm. and then show them video views because they already showed that intent. But going cool with that, that's a completely different audience pool than you want. Uh, this, there's so many people that um, come to us and they're like, the quality of my lead is terrible. Every, yeah. I've used Facebook 10, 20 times. Like I, I've tried it so many times. The quality is so bad. And it's because they, they use a lead form unit on Facebook, mm-hmm. which if you have a call center or a team that can sit there and hound the phones all day long, those, those units will work. If you have a great drip system in the background, um, 100% those will work. But if you want the highest quality lead and get people to come to your website, you got to be looking at those conversion campaigns, those campaigns that are going to get that traffic to your website, take them off the Facebook platform. Dude. So that, that's a huge, huge thing right there, because 
I'll hear people talking about, man, I'm getting leads for X price and the lead form leads are going to be really cheap. I'm going to make up a number here, right? I'm just going to say like five bucks or whatever it is. I'm going to make up a low number. And so people will be kind of comparing lead prices and, and people are always like, oh man, the lowest lead, the lowest price is the best, right? Well, what, what he's talking about there with the lead form uh, is when you click an ad and, and like he said, it keeps you on Facebook and then it says, hey, click this button and we're going to give you, give all of your information or your phone number or whatever to this other company company or yes or no. And so you never actually landed on that company's site. You just stayed in Facebook, clicked the button and they got your, that got your information. Now it might sound great. Your lead costs are going to be lower, but like Chad was saying, the important thing is, especially as an agent or an investor helping to build trust and credibility with that seller is once you get them on your site, now they're in your domain. You can wrap them around your credibility. You can get the right content in front of them on, on your website. You can tell the entire story to them. And now that you're going to be pre-selling them uh, on why they should work with you, those leads are going to cost you more because they're going to convert a little bit lower, a little bit more resistance and just clicking a button inside of Facebook and you getting all their info, but they're going to have more information about you now. And we found that the lead to close ratio, not just the visitor to lead ratio, but the lead to close ratio goes way up on leads that actually opt in on your website versus the lead form leads. That's what we found. Yeah. You see like a 2% conversion rate on a lead form versus like a 12% on when they come to your website and, and come through it that way. So that's how big the difference can be. And then the time that you save. Now, if we have time here, I can show you an example of each. Dude, um, let, let's, let's show an example, share the screen. But as, as we're doing this guys and gals, what we're going to do is we're going to show, you're going to show some ads, going to show some examples. And what I'd love to see if we can't do too, uh, Chad is, is talking about, you know, how to properly segment and set up audiences and stuff just for a few minutes. We're not going to dive into crazy, crazy detail here. We'll link you guys up to some resources. I'm uh, going to give you enough to get rolling on this, do some action items, but let's show what we were talking about before kind of the campaign objectives and some of the ads that would be behind it. So you can see here, uh, 412 houses is mine and Brian's brand. Um, that we, we, we only buy single family homes, but yep. this is a, this is an older ad and we don't, I've tested, tested these so many times that we don't run them anymore. You can see the last time I ran uh, lead form unit was February 22nd, 2020. Mm -hmm. But this is the, this is a, a lead form unit. So um, on here, it looks like a normal ad. Um, it'll go through all of this, play the video. Um, and then if you hit learn more, it brings up the mm -hmm. form right on the Facebook platform. Yep. And you can even get this to the point where it auto populates. Mm -hmm. So we'll actually like throw all this in. And even this, you can't even ask these questions anymore. You used to be able to. So this is such an old lead form. Uh -huh. um, but it's the most recent example that I have because we don't run them. Um, versus if you go here, um, here's a, a newer ad that we have a lot of success with. When you click this, it takes you to our website. Yep. And then as you can see here, we have a pixel installed to come through the website. So okay. this is what I'm talking about from a pixel, like a page view fires. And then that way we can tell Facebook, we want somebody to, to optimize for this, to come to the website and fill out a form. Mm, gotcha. And dude, so just so people can kind of understand the tech behind this, because so you're, you're dropping a pixel that shows a page view. What are you doing with that now over on Facebook? So how, how are you setting up those campaigns over there that, that uses that pixel fire? So when you go through a test here, I don't want to put a test in because uh, you can't, one, you can't put a fake, number and stuff in on carrot. Yep. So they're going to like, we have, we have somebody that calls out as, as soon as you fill out a form. So I don't want to do that. But on the next page, this would drop down uh, on step two. You'll see when this dropped down that we have lead fire here mm -hmm. uh, and then we have complete registration fire after this step. 
Okay. But those actions that fire are what you tell tell Facebook to optimize for. Okay. Hey, Facebook, I want somebody that's going to click my ad, come to the website, fill out step one and two, hmm. and you optimize for those conversions. Now, you can even take it more granular, as you can see here, that like all these, um, the URL changes on all of these pages here. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a very basic carrot site. It's always worked for us because we just drive so much traffic. Um, that we're fortunate that it works. Um, but all of these pages based on any page that somebody visits, visits on, uh, your website, you can build a custom audience off of. Hmm. So you can basically say, Hey, Facebook, I want to take anyone that was on the testimonial page and push them to how it works. Gotcha. Cause maybe they got the proof from us. Um, and now we just need to teach them more about how our system works. Or maybe we saw that somebody visited one, two, three, four pages. Then we just want to send them back to the form. Gotcha. Or you need sending people just to step two. Does that convert higher than sending them to the website? But you can build custom audiences off of all of these URLs. And that's what's nice about Facebook. Dude, what, what, what's so powerful there too, guys and gals, is, is if you think about the psychology of your lead, let's say someone did opt in, what most investors and agents are doing right now with their seller leads, they're still serving them the exact same ads that they saw to get them there, uh, you know, to get them the original, the website in the first place. But what if you think about it and go, well, shoot, they already opted in, they, they gave the information. Now, what do we need to serve in front of them? What objections do we need to blast? How do we increase this lead to close ratio? And at that point, serve them up, you know, videos that are case studies or testimonies that are showing how you had worked with some people before them, uh, serve up a, a content piece that is comparing working with, with you versus the other alternatives. So if you're an investor, it could be, you know, why sell to 412 houses versus listing it on the market. And it could be to a video with you talking about it on your website. And so just think through that, that kind of cadence. And if possible, the more that you can tailor those Facebook ads based on the actions they've taken, the more effective it's going to be and the, the better edge you're going to get against the competition and the better you're going to serve that client too. Yeah. Just the strategies. Like, hey, mm-hmm. if they visit my site in the last seven days, let's send them testimonials. Yep. And now if they visit that page too, then send them back to the form. If they still don't convert, let's send them to frequently asked questions. So you Dude, can so, really, you want to send them. So, so how, how, do, how does it work? I know we're, we don't have time to like go into every detail on the Facebook ad platform, but so you showed how we're, we're firing that different event or that different pixel showing, Hey, it was a visitor or a lead or a full registration inside the Facebook platform. What do they do with that now? Do they, set up a custom audience? And if so, um, how do they do it? You don't have to show the whole steps, but basic high level, then we can link up a tutorial below. Yeah. It might log me out because it's how my, uh, how it's been working lately. Yeah. Um, but in here, I'll say it loads. They'll yeah. give you the option to build a custom audience off of so you see, we tried everything like lookalike audiences. Yeah. We share audiences from some of our other accounts, um, from our, we run national campaigns mm-hmm. and then we take, um, share audiences over and cut lookalikes off of them. Um, but in here you can do a custom audience cool. and you would go website next. And then here, this is a pixel because it's a pixel we're using. Mm-hmm. You can do, um, people who visited specific website page cool. visitors by time spent. And then you can build websites off of those individual, uh, pixel actions. That's cool. So like contact, like we have that on the contact us page, uh, after they fill out a contact form, just because we like to measure, there's a lot of leads that come through that just click contact and they don't realize and they fill out a contact form. 
Mm. And some campaigns that you have optimized for leads are actually driving a ton of contact forms. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Like you want to be able to measure that within the ad level and have all these custom pixels set up there. So Do you that. just put the, the, the custom um, page here. You can pick how many days retention-wise. So you can build all these out. You can build a seven-day audience, 14-day audience. Then mm. you push ads to the 14-day audience, exclude the seven-day. So that then you have that window within there. And then uh, you just Dude, type cool. the URL there. Well, that's my pixel. But you would just take the URL, type it in, name it, and create it. Dude, and, and that's that's why this is so powerful. So one last question here, and then we're going to wrap this episode. We're going to go to the episode of the second one in the series on creative. We're going to show some creative. We're going to show copy and hooks and, and what types to use. But the one question is probably popping up in people's minds is, okay, we, we get it that we can segment down by how they visited. We're not going to use lead forms. We're going to drive them straight to the carrot site. What do they initially target to, to find good sellers? You'd mentioned some of those characteristics. Um, are you guys blanketing an area and then narrowing it down by characteristics like you were talking about in that area? Or are you taking a list of your leads and uploading them and doing lookalike audiences? Kind of how, how would someone start and make that initial audience? So how we do it is it's kind of like, like I said, you, you want to go pretty broad to start okay. um, for those special interests that you've thought about, put together, cool. um, see how they perform, put them in batches, put like these five together, put these five together, see how they perform against one another. Um, and then if you see that, like, Hey, this five and this ad set in this campaign will form better then start breaking them out one by one. Yeah. Gotcha. Audience within there is producing those leads because Facebook's mm. not going to tell you might have five different interests and behaviors in there. You don't know what one exactly is producing unless you break mm. them down to bring your level. Dude, that's so, smart, man. That, that's, yeah. that's really smart. I like it. And then let's in on it. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you're good, man. So we, we touched on some high level stuff, guys, and guys, we touched on the pixel, we touched on the events you can fire, how you can target people uh, at, at a really high level. We're going to wrap this episode here and we're going to move to the, ep the second episode. If you guys are watching this as it's coming out, uh, it might be coming out in a few days or a week or so, but check out and subscribe to carrot and find, uh, you'll be get notified when the next episodes come out. The next one's about how to, how to, what makes an effect, effective Facebook ad copy and creative that converts. Part three is going to be about um, you know making sure you're really scaling up that ad campaign, getting the, the max ROI, determining the budget, optimization, things like that. Uh, but Chad, where can people find you guys at Motivated Leads and uh, and how can people work with you? And then we'll move to episode two. Yeah, if you just go to motivated-leads.com, uh, fill out a form there, check us out. We have tons of information. Um, feel free to just do a contact form if you just want to talk plus one-on-one. -on -one. Me and Brian still talk to everyone that comes in, cool. all our clients, everything one-on-one. -on -one. So feel free to uh, just fill out a form and, and, and say you want to talk to us. I love it. So I'm going to recap this episode, guys and gals. Uh, uh, Facebook ads are still driving amazing leads right now. Number two, make sure you get your Facebook pixel set up right away. Uh, you get the basic targeting set up the way that Chad had mentioned. Uh, make sure that we're not using lead forms or driving people to the website. Instead, you're going to get a much higher conversion, much higher quality lead, and creative is insanely important. So we're going to wrap this episode here. Guys and gals, go to carrot.com forward slash Facebook to get the whole rest of the series and all the resources around Facebook ads for motivated sellers. Uh, we'll see you on video too.